0: Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast, a business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Okay. Welcome back, everybody. I have Josh Courier with me again today for his second episode on the Defiant Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ruthie, the founder of Defy the Status Quo, an authority marketing consultancy. and Today, we are going to talk about search engine optimization, but within a very special context. This is a conversation I've been dying to have. I've been dying to have it. I'm so pleased that it's going to be recorded for posterity so other people can experience this conversation vicariously through us. But the title of this episode is, Is Your Agency Setting You Up for Failure? But again, I have Josh with me. Josh is the founder of Courier Marketing, and he is a Navy veteran, and he is the father of three and I've one-upped you in that regard, Josh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing with the way that the quarantine has been going. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, even us getting started today, we were delayed because my oldest school computer just decided to weird out a little bit for no reason, even though I used it right this morning. So I don't
1: know. Right. So now in, in addition to being a business owner, you're also a, a tech person. Right.
0: Yeah. The and th- thankfully, I have an idea of what I'm doing. And that that's the other thing. And I don't fault people for not being super tech, you know, technology savvy. But I mean, the, like the only reason why we were able to proceed instead of me being on tech support right now with the school is that he has a second personal account and I was able to log him in you know, via the browser versus logging in via the computer. So like, Hmm. that's all, but like, if I hadn't set up that second personal account for him, then we wouldn't have even recorded today. So there's that. (laughs) Okay. So what I wanted to start us off with, I wanted to ask you what, what is search engine optimization, but not like in the super technical way, I guess what I'd like to dive into specifically is what does it mean or what should it mean or maybe we should say something else, but what does it mean when people say they do SEO that like when people DM me on LinkedIn and I ask them what they do and they say they do SEO, like I always ask, well, what does that mean?
1: Right. I, I, I'm coming to a point where like, I dislike saying I do SEO, but I use it in the term of like, then people will, you know, it's a quick way to get people to understand what it is that I do. Right. But, and we'll dive into this a little bit further, I think later in the episode, but there are certain elements and aspects of optimizing your site for a great digital presence, right? Mm-hmm. So when somebody talks about search engine optimization, we're talking about the act of optimizing your website or platforms to show up at the top of search results, right, optimized for search. There are so many aspects that can go into it. You know, I, I think we're aware that Google has over 200 factors they consider in an algorithm. I put these things into, what I call my five C's, right? And we look at aspects like the code of your website, right? Making sure it's fast, making sure there's no errors, no virus, works well on any browser. Uh, the content on your website, applying to your target market, letting Google and other search engines know this content is relevant and related to search queries, credibility, right? Links coming in, brand mentions, business citations. And then we. I also look at factors like what are your competitors doing? And what are your consumers looking for? And that typically goes into like conversion rate optimization, sales, copy, etc. But when somebody typically says that they do SEO, from my experience, they either, they do linking mm-hmm. or linking schemes or have private blog networks are going to sell you some links back to your site, which are powerful, or they do content, right? They write blogs and articles and try and get you some mentions elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they do technical, which is the code which is cleaning up your site, making sure that it's fast, no errors, easily crawlable, or they do some mix of looking at your competition and then taking what the competition has and applying it to your own website. So when somebody does SEO, I think in the typical sense and what most people are being hit up in their GMs with, it's somebody doing one of those first three things, right? They're, they're building you some links, they're doing some content for you, or they're cleaning up your site.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I've I think my website must have gotten put into somebody's like, hey, ask this person for links thing because I've been getting so many hits in my contact form. I'm like about to take it down. <laughs> because oh, that, that's,
1: can- that's automated systems. Just is it reaching out to anybody and everybody like you know, whether it's identifying your site as somebody it's either on a certain hosting plan or it's content that's on your site. Or Yeah. I
0: think it's content because they'll yeah. usually cite a particular blog that I've done. And, and then I just like, if you look at my blog, like the closest thing I come to guest blogging on my site is these podcast episodes, but like, right. I've never had someone write a blog post and then have it on my site. Like I've never had a guest blogger on my site. And if you looked, you would see that but of course yeah, they're not looking so well that's
1: the um, cost benefit analysis right you you have to do yeah. automated nobody you know and i mean if somebody was intent on getting a post on your site i'm sure they could get that in some way or i'm not i don't know if they can get that but their approach would have to be different
0: yes you know, like yes. actually
1: reaching out to you and connecting with you and seeing what you got like and that's very time intensive but these companies out there who are just trying to farm as many links and mm-hmm. guest posts as they can right it's it's all automated
0: yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not going to work with me, but it might work with, you know, the person to the left or right of me. So you well, send it is... a
1: thousand and get three or four of them, right? Like,
0: yeah. And it's automated. Yeah. So like, I get it. It just, it just is irritating <laughs> on, this right. <laughs> on this
1: end of it. Oh, it is. It It is irritating. And it's, you know, being in the industry, I'm sometimes irritated by the way the industry works, but yeah. Presently, that's the name of the game for how some of this is being done. Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah.
0: For sure. So, so when, you know, when we were talking about this subject, you know, this was a subject that you recommended that I absolutely love. I love anything that sounds a bit contrary, but I've run into more than one client who has, you know, I'll tell them like, I'm not like SEO, like I know it. And I feel like, you know, I'm good at it to a point But I'm not like, I wouldn't bill myself like the expert the way that you do. I've still had clients who are like, look, I don't know who to trust out here. I'm willing to just pay you something. Just tell me what's wrong with my website, (laughs) right? And so I'll go in and I'll poke around and be like, okay, like this is off. This is bad. This fix this. This isn't good. I I had a client once who must have had an unethical web designer because they had white text on a white background with links in it. That was going to like medicinal websites in India.
1: Oh, that could have it's, been a hack. I've seen that happen.
0: Well, so it was it sense. was just weird. The whole thing was was not good. It was bad. So uh, you know, and then just you know, have had them having paid, okay. I paid somebody for SEO, but like it's still not ranking. It's like, well, you don't even have like your H tags set up properly, or there's right. no meta descriptions here. Like, I don't know what you paid them for, but I don't feel like they
1: delivered. Right. And they and in that case, they probably Maybe they did a couple of links, or they just slapped some new content on your website, All right? But it's because SEO sometimes takes a little bit of time to really see the results. Mm-hmm. There's some of these unethical players in the game who, you know, well, sometimes they'll get their two or three months out of you, and then oh, it's off. And typically, you know, they're only charging you ninety-seven dollars a month or something one ninety-seven. Yeah. So it just what it leaves people with is like a bad taste in their mouth, but. Not so much lost expense-wise that they're too burnt about it, but really what they should be upset about is time loss, right? And a negative impact on your business.
0: Right. Like if things, so yeah, if things, if things are set, like, so you mentioned like, so if the agency is potentially setting them up for failure, what did you mean when you suggested that, like as one of our topics?
1: I, I think there's a lot of agencies that are out, that are out there that actually mean well. Right. And they are filling, they're filling a need that the business owner has, but there's a gap between the business owner understanding what it is that they need Uh and what they need to be doing on their end, where the agency should be brought in to supplement some of those efforts. Mm -hmm. Right. It's unfortunate in some cases that the marketing place, there's so much noise happening that business owners decide that they need something and don't have a in-depth understanding of what all is happening, right? They don't have a marketing plan themselves. They don't have an overall marketing strategy, but they know that they need to do this part. So that part operating on its own will do very little, right? right? Like we talked about this before, if you're getting phone calls and contact forms are coming in, but you don't have a follow-up process or a sales process, Mm -hmm. it's not going to do you any good, right? So where these agencies might come in and they focus specifically on, hey, we're going to get you to rank with content, well, is that content going to convert somebody? Is that a part of the customer journey, right? Is that right. hitting the top of funnel, the middle of funnel, the bottom of the funnel, right? So they're doing one part, and they're the business is investing heavily in that one part. But that one part, if it's not part of an overall machine, is really going to do very little, right? So
0: yes, yeah. yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Like for example, I have a keyword that I rank for on my website. I rank really well for it. It's not like a huge keyword, but it brings in a decent amount of traffic. Trick is, is that it's, it's not like, it's not completely off topic, but it's kind of so niche that it almost doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And that, and that happens too. Right. Yeah. There's not a, you know, sometimes a business owner will say, well, we want to rank for this term. Well, why? Right. Like, I understand that term is related, but if we look at consumer behavior and people who are performing their search, they're not ready to buy from you right here and you have no element to capture them. So if they're in a research phase and you know that your buying cycle for your average consumer in your marketplace is three to six months, if the first time they find you is through that one keyword and you have no method of capturing them and nurturing them through that buying process, it's wasted. Absolutely. Because you're also missing trust elements. You're Mm -hmm. missing authority elements. You're not capturing and nurturing. So these are the conversations that I think need to be happening. They should be prompted from the business owner's side. But if you're working with an agency who really should be a trusted advisor, right? Because they are getting insights into your business and working with you. They should be asking you these questions as well. You know, and sometimes I think those questions are not asked because you kind of, you don't want, what's the saying? You like, you don't want to shake the hive, right? Like,
0: right. Yeah. If you
1: ask this question, you might not get the deal because the business owners aren't going to realize like, Oh, I got to fix a couple of the things first. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah.
0: But it would be what's in their, their best interest. It would be sure. right.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I think mean, that, that
0: go ahead.
1: Yeah. That would be the ethical approach, right? Like if, if you know, this isn't really going to help them. Yes, you can rank them. Yes, you can get them to the top. But if you know this is not going to impact their bottom bottom line yet because they need other things in play, mm-hmm. then you should tell them that. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: And uh, shoot, I just had something. I had a thought. Oh, I think that that is in, a, in its own way, even as a, a business owner who maybe doesn't have a lot of knowledge around SEO, one of your indicators, right, would be if you're talking with someone and they don't ask you you know, kind of in-depth questions about your business or anything like that before you even get started, right? Like your discovery call, they're supposed to be discovering, right? right? Like they're supposed to be figuring out if you're a good fit. Yeah. And if they aren't asking those types of questions and they're just like, yeah, yeah, we can totally help you. We can help you. We can help you. Well, in my experience as a strategist, it's been an indicator that they've got a square shaped strategy, This is the metaphor I've been using. They've got a square straight strategy and they're going to do their damnedest to get you through it, whether you're circle or triangle shaped or diamond shaped or whatever, they're just going to try and ram you right through that strategy. And, you know, if there's four shapes, then that means that that, you know, strategy works super well, 25% of the time and maybe only so, so, or not at all the rest of the time. Right. And they don't have to ask you a lot of questions if they're planning on taking a cookie cutter approach and running you through it no matter what. So- That's always been an indicator. And I think it's an indicator largely for almost anything that you would think to do, you know, from a professional standpoint, even a personal standpoint. If the person you're talking to, the business you're talking to is not asking you a bunch of questions, then it's like an electrician trying to do something without checking the types of wiring and things like that that you've got in your house before they start cutting stuff.
1: Right, for sure. Yeah, or you just calling somebody and, you know, you call your doctor up and you say, hey, I have this ailment. I need you to prescribe me this the doctor's not asking you like, oh, well, what's going on? Yeah. What do you need? Right. And he just sells you that thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Or just, or just prescribes it. Like you don't even come into the office. They just prescribe it, whatever right. it is. And I mean, arguably that's a fantastic metaphor, especially highlighted by the very sad fact of the ramifications we're suffering from something pretty similar with the overprescription of, you know, medications and things like that. But yeah, right. it's, it's a really great metaphor. It's like, business malpractice in a way you're diagnosing based on what on nothing what they said they said they needed right
1: yeah I was yeah, like my four-year-old
0: be... came into my room <laughs> at like four o'clock well you know he's six my six-year-old came into my room at like four o'clock in the morning and he's like mom my foot hurts and I'm like what and he's like my foot hurts and I'm like okay where does it hurt like if I, ha- I asked him questions which I finally deduced his foot was asleep but if I hadn't asked him questions and I'd be like, oh, okay, what do you think you need? And he's like, I need to go yeah. to the doctor. <laughs> what? I'm going to take him to the doctor at four in the morning because his foot hurts because he said so. Right. right. Or he tells me, oh, I need a Band-Aid. You're not even bleeding, but yeah, what do you need? Like, so it's me taking advice from him and I'm supposed to know better.
1: Right. You have to be able to take an assessment and then prescribe from there.
0: Yeah. But yeah, his yeah. his foot was asleep. That's what happened. I asked him where it hurt and he's like, just all over. And I'm like, well, rotate it, rotate your ankle. And he just he's rotating it. And he, I'm like, what does it feel like? He's like, it's like prickly. I'm like, yeah, your, your foot's asleep.
1: Yeah, <laughs> go back
0: to bed. You should be asleep.
1: <laughs> yeah, you'll be fine.
0: <laughs> I don't yeah. if, like. I, I have. Well, I said it, I've got four kids. That's the first time I've been woken up. Well, I wasn't. I was. I was kind of awake. That was the first time I had them come in my room because their foot fell asleep. Right <laughs> <laughs> at night. But okay, so. This was fantastic. I think some super key takeaways here are that it is not accurate (laughs) or enough to, you know, I guess it's okay to intro yourself as saying like you're an SEO professional, but from a, especially when you're speaking to other marketing professionals, it would probably behoove you to expand on what that means. You know, you're an SEO professional who specializes in x right
1: what yeah do you think? i think i mean i think it really has to you have to somehow get the conversation going to see if you can fit the prescription right yeah. because you might like if we go back to the way that we group out the different aspects of a website and what it could need
0: mm-hmm.
1: i've seen websites where they have great backlinks have a strong pro- profile in that sense getting more of them won't help them right, but, right what they yeah. actually need is better content better layout better structure and a better website development right and that would really push them over the edge so somebody coming in saying hey i do seo i can get you to rank and then applying more links on top of other links right it's just it's not going to move the needle so even not yeah case, not right, in the same yeah. way
0: as it would to take an area that's been historically weak on their website you'll see much better gains in a shorter amount of time by fixing that chronically weak area it's like oh my goodness it's like um I'm sure you remember it, but, you know, in terms of learning a language, it's easy to acquire like a basic functioning, you know, skill with a language. But once you hit a certain point, getting that more advanced level, you have to do a lot more and go a lot deeper. It would be easier to go learn another language up to that, you know. Right. Yeah. Minimum proficiency. Instead of trying to actually go deeper on the language that you already know, you would be able to learn a new language faster
1: than it would take. Yeah. You have to learn the colloquialisms, historical context. Right. Like there's a lot of these things that matter. And the same thing with SEO. Right. I mean, people get into it. And this isn't to knock anybody from beginning or beginners because we need those people. Right. Everyone starts somewhere my recommendation is that the business owner do their due diligence and ask them to really explain, Hey, what are you going to do? And why are you going to do that? Yeah. right. Like if you're going to, if you're going to work with somebody, ask them to give you an assessment, right. And they should be doing an assessment of your site's technical elements, your content, how are you showing up in the marketplace, your presence, right? Like a big thing for local businesses is reviews and testimonials. Mm-hmm. Right. And really for some businesses that can be what pushes them over the edge. Right. So I would just, I, I recommend everybody just get an assessment, right? Have conversations. If they're not asking you questions and helping you dive into your sales process, then they're a vendor, not a trusted agent, right?
0: That is right. Okay. Yeah. So this, that's incredibly valuable, I think, for people on both sides, whether, I don't want to say opposite sides, but from both perspectives, whether you're the person looking for an SEO professional and whether you are that SEO professional, just making sure that due diligence is done. And so hopefully Mm -hmm. anybody who listens, you know, walks away with at least that, right? Like questions are our friends and we need to be asking more of them. And I absolutely loved your explanation about the different aspects of of SEO. It makes a lot more sense. And next time somebody tells me that they do SEO in my LinkedIn messages, I'll ask them what they specialize in because they (laughs) are probably gonna have to pick something, right? right? Yeah, if they can't pick something, then that probably tells me something else <laughs> as well. Yeah. But so, okay, Josh, so where can people find you?
1: I have my local website set up, which is couriermarketing.com, but I'm mostly active on Facebook and LinkedIn. If you look up Josh Courier, Courier Marketing on LinkedIn, you should find me right away
0: awesome. LinkedIn's where I like to be too. So we'll include those links in the show notes. And I am super excited to get these episodes out into the world. So thank you so much, Josh, for oh, thank you. joining us. Yes. It's, it's always such a wonderful experience to connect and, you know, get to have these conversations, but in a way that we get to share with an audience and oh, you know sure. something that'll do him some good. So if you enjoyed Josh's episodes, which I am sure you did, make sure that you listen to yesterday's, but then also go follow him and connect with him on social media. And if you know a business owner or an SEO person in your circle who should listen to this episode, be sure to share it with them. So that way they get the benefit of it as well. And thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you again next week. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.